When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report. Wherever you get your podcast, you're watching on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A M P I R E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com. And don't forget, I will be back on, I think, Tuesday. I'll probably do a little film review, mostly about looking at the big plays allowed, not just looking at the Bears game. Toss that one in the garbage can. No live stream Tuesday night at 730, none this week. Um, and I'll have a couple more the rest of the week. Anyways, as you can see, if you're watching, I'm joined by my pal, Nikki Javala of the Washington Post. And I appreciate it. Nikki, I don't know if you can tell that this is not a scratch and sniff. So I got some smoked turkey breast going right now. Um, but really right now, all I smell is probably like cold. So not very pleasant sitting here by myself. <laughs> not yet. It's after the, the turkey breast is smoked. And I know how much you love turkey breast. After the turkey I, breast is done smoking, then it's good. I mean, I'm willing to decide if it's worth changing my mind. <laughs> if you want to bring in leftovers to the media room tomorrow, just something a, to consider, you know? I think we have a bad connection. So why don't we skip right to the questions? <laughs> anyway, so anyway, turkey breast aside, and I don't want to, we're not going to sit here and revisit that Bears game because that was a debacle. However, there's yeah. a lot of questions that come out of that game. And we talked to Ron Rivera on Friday. And let's start with the first one because it was the first question that you asked was about staff changes. Mm -hmm. And everybody, everybody wants them. Guy, team loses, that is an ugly loss and heads on a silver platter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a wild guess and say you're not surprised that there were no staff changes. I am not. I am not. I mean, for many reasons. I mean, I agree with them. It's it's only week five. You fire somebody now. What does that say for the rest of the season? But also, you know, you, you get rid of Jack Del Rio, say, because the defense has been not so great. Who's going to call the defensive plays? The only other defensive play callers are ones with experience anyway, or Ron and Juan Castillo, their run game coordinator. So uh, I don't see any either of them running the defense. You know, if, if you make another change, like a positional coach, Brent Wieselmeyer is uh, the secondary coach, is that going to fix what you want? Probably not. So I, I think in theory, a lot of these – it's like trades, you know, in theory, it sounds smart to, oh, trade this player, get rid of this coach. But there's always a second part of that deal, right? Who are you going to get instead? And right. I, don't, I don't know that there's anybody better, or in some cases, anybody, period, that could, you know, replace some of the folks they might presumably get rid of. Right. And, you know, it's funny because, you, you know, we talked the other day, like, I wanted to ask, why do you still have confidence in this group? However... I think we know the answer. I mean, first of all, what are you going to do at this point? Just like you said, so you're going to express the confidence and and they can, if they want, they can fall back on last year where they start off horribly. I don't, it wasn't this bad though. That's the thing. And right. they were higher expectations this year. So it's not a hundred, it's not apples to apples, but they did have a really strong second half of the year. 
So I think you can fall, if they want to, they can fall back on that aspect as well, do you think? Yeah, and I I think the part that's most bothersome to me is the biggest issue is the defense. And this is the group that is loaded with talent and has for years kind of been sort of the crux of the, of the team, really. Um, they haven't been terribly consistent, but they've been more consistent than the offense, which has cycled through quarterback after quarterback after quarterback. Um, so to see them kind of come unraveled is perplexing, you know, because they, they do have talent in all, you know, linebacker, maybe they have talent, but it's not to the I mean, level of the other right. spots, you know? Um, so it, 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 they shouldn't be playing like this. Um, and it's, you feel like you're starting to see a little bit of what Sam Howell can do. So it kind of feels like a shame. Um, so that's, that's what's been most confounding, disappointing, all of the above with that group. Right. And, and I agree with that. And by the way, one, one other thing, cause the other thing that, and, and I don't, you probably hesitate to even bring it up, but like you get people who saying they should fire Ron right away right now. And I think the same question, the same answers would apply, like who then takes over and for the Eric Bienemy crowd, Interim coaches don't get hired back typically. Yeah. So yeah. you put it, and you're also putting him in a spot where it's his first time as a coordinator. Then now you ask him to be a head coach, first time as a full time coordinator, and you know, like work with Sam Howell and try and get that group better. And that's where right. he can have the biggest impact. Right. And if he does a good job there, and you like him after the season, you can get him there. But when you're putting him in a position where to be an interim head coach plus a coordinator, and you're working with the young quarterback. It's just not a, it's not necessarily a recipe for success. And, you know, and again, I think you can look back if you're Josh Harris, we've heard all along, like they're going to give them the year they want to, they want to give them the year. They want to judge them accordingly over the course of a season. I think it would be, you know, and I think you can look back and say, okay, they've bounced back before now you bounce back to what this year, I don't know, but you know, it is only five games, Nikki. And so, you know, so, and I just, I just kind of wanted to address that. Do you have any thoughts on that aspect? No, I agree with you completely. I mean, that was the other part of it along with Del Rio, you get rid of the play caller there, who you're going to put in, but I agree with you completely elevating the enemy. Like, yeah, you would love to see him get his chance, but that's usually not it for coaches. And it would stretch him thin when, and put, frankly, put the offense at risk when you got a young quarterback. I don't think that's the answer either. I don't think that would make the improvement that people are looking for. Right, right. And I think, again, if he does a good job and you want to keep him on after in his role and you want to elevate him, I think you're right. putting him in a better position to have success this year as a, you know, to elevate from that particular role anyways. Right. So right. that would be, you know, that would be my thought there. Going back to the defense. The biggest surprise to me and, and, you know, has been the secondary and just mm-hmm. the amount of big plays they've given up because Nikki, when we were, we watch them in practice during the summer, like I kept thinking, I thought they were going to be a pretty good group. Yeah. They looked good, you know, yeah. so, and it was, I mean, sorry, go ahead. No, I go ahead. I want, I was going to ask you, what do yeah. you, what do you think has gone wrong there? That's a part of it because it's not just Emmanuel Forbes. He's had two really bad games. Um, but the last one wasn't just him, you know, everybody was getting beat. So was it lack of preparedness? Was it, I don't know what it was. I, it was it the play calling. It wasn't one thing solely, but it was clearly a mix of things and it affected everybody. So why can't that group kind of get it together? I don't know. Cause a lot of those guys have played at least a year together. Um, it's still a young group outside of Kendall Fuller, but they do have a season together in the system. 
Um, that's, that's been concerning. Um, and I, you know, honestly, when we were watching them in training camp and practice, they not only looked more polished, but they looked deeper too. They were rotating right. guys in and out and you haven't seen that lately. I mean, the only, up until I think through week four, Percy Butler was the only reserve to step in. And then when they benched Forbes last or on Thursday, Danny Johnson came in, but you know, they haven't, they haven't used much, much of their depth at all. No, that's surprising. And you know what's also surprising? Because even the last game, and I'm a huge Kendall Fuller fan. Like I just because I think he's very smart, just a true pro, you know, does the right things, tough player, you know, does whatever you ask. Is he gonna be a all pro? No, but he's a good, he's been a good corner. Right. And on mm-hmm. the one, he got beat on the double move the other day in the touchdown, but it was just a little technique hiccup where he yeah. looks back as the ball's in the air. I'm like, that's just like you you don't do that. And right. he knows, I'm sure if he's watching that, he's going to, when he watched that, I'm sure he's like, why, what, what was I looking at? Cause you, right. you can't look back in that situation. You can't, he looked back at the quarterback, then he loses sight of what is it? You know, you want to play yeah. through the ball and all that. And it just made it difficult. And so those are some of the things that have been happening where it's like, I don't get it. Like Percy mm-hmm. Butler on the one touchdown, he's he looking completely not. inside. You're a deep yeah. half safety. You don't yeah. do that. Those right. seem to be like, that's where it's a confounding Nikki is that, you know, it's, those are little mistakes that shouldn't be made. And, right. you know, I know they, do you think Chris Harris was that big of a loss or is this just like guys just trying, you know, seeing the wrong things? Cause those are one-on-one. Those aren't like, that's right. not Chris Harris telling you to do right. this. Every coach at any level right. in those situations will tell you the same thing. Right. And these aren't rookies that are doing no. this, you know, they, I don't think they need Wieselmeyer to tell them not to do this. And it's uh, frankly not on Wieselmeyer to tell them not to do that. You know, that's part of, they should know that. So I don't, I felt like it was one of those days where everybody just had a bad game, you know, and usually you get those hiccups and it's just one person makes a mistake and it's glaring and you move on. But this is everybody made m- many of the same mistakes. Where Probably. do you think this team goes from here, Nikki? Do you, do you look at that and say like, that's, a bad game or a really bad sign? The Forbes thing concerns me um, because that's two bad games in a row. Um, And it's not just getting beaten coverage. It's the technique with his tackling. Um, I think at least for me, I don't want to speak for others, but I think for me, I felt like he'd be more plug and play coming in. You know, he's still young. He's still going to have some hiccups, but you know, he was an immediate starter and he was, he was going to get time and he, he, learn as he went not like this um so where do you go from there with him is my biggest question i mean i was gonna ask you that too you you can't cut him off now after only four games you got to give him more chances he's a first round pick it's guaranteed for four years so you got to make something work and you got to help him develop but how do you balance that with you know the the performance of the rest of the team how do you make it so he's not a detriment to the rest of the defense um, and that's that. I don't know how they do that. I mean, I, I guess you start him again, see how he does. And, you know, if he has one mistake, bench him and use your depth more, I guess. Um, but that's a concern there. Like, yeah, that's a big concern, especially because you're yeah. getting nothing from that class. Nothing after. Listen, that. I mean, right now they're a liability. They're not even a value add. They're a liability. Right. What the mistake Forbes are making because. I think outside of Forbes, the rest of the rookies, including undrafted receiver Mitchell Tinsley, have played uh, 13 offensive and defensive snaps this season. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, 
and I get some of it is circumstance. Their starters have been relatively healthy. You're not going to bench one of the starters to put in one of these guys, but you know, the, the, the person it's like the pieces don't fit the holes, right? Like the, the personnel doesn't really match what they needed. Doesn't match what they need now. Um, and for the future, if these guys don't get any time, what good are they to the team? So it's it's a real problem. I may or may not have written about it for tomorrow's paper in the Washington Post, but <laughs> there you, know. you go. Monday's paper. This will come out Monday. So today's yeah. paper, right? Okay. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Going back to Forbes, too, because one of the things when um, we were up in Baltimore for those two-day scrimmages, he had his ups and downs, and he got, you know, some of the stuff that he's been beat on, he was beat on up there. Yeah. And, you know, and I did, we brought it up to Rivera the other day about like, you know, cause they say, well, how do you learn from last week? Well, there's a concern you cause some of these issues were there in Baltimore. Now they point out the good plays he made, which is fine. It's kind of like me. If I go to the driving range and I hit five good shots, if I go on the course and I hit those five bad ones, follow me to the course, but I'm going to tell someone, well, on right. the range, I hit all these good shots. Well, five right. of them were good. The five that you sucked at followed you. And that's right. And so like there's, so some of the things that he did wrong is, has been following him since then. And that's where it's like, is he going to learn from that as well? And maybe sometimes you just need to go through this for a guy who's that aggressive to see what you can do, you know? But, and and that's one instance where I would maybe look at the coaching, you know, he, he had these issues in training camp, you know, what sort of, how have you developed him? How have you helped him work through those? Um, because it's one thing to see it, but if you don't do anything about it, what's the point, you know? Um, so I, I, that one's, that one's, that one hurts. You don't want to, you don't want to write off Emmanuel Forbes completely. He's a no. first round pick. And, you know, I, I think he's, can be a quality player, no doubt. He's not the first first round rookie to get benched or deal with struggles, but, you know, this is a group that needs immediate help at that position now. And the mistakes are, are killing them. Yeah. And I think, you know, I still like the kid has talent. There's no doubt about that. And I just think he needs to understand a little bit how to play in the NFL or the, the, what yeah. he needs to do to succeed in the NFL. But he has talent. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think he can still be a playmaker at this level. The one thing I wonder, too, is the weight a bigger issue than maybe you thought it might be. Yeah. I mean, I, it certainly has crossed my mind. Oh, so said, not just the weight, but the frame, the, the he's, frame. He's yeah. Very, yeah. Very, I mean, it's tall. just, I, I mean, it again, I like, I, I know they, and you mentioned this, like 
the team made the reference to, to his play in the SEC, how that's like the closest thing to the NFL. And that mm-hmm. really meant a lot to them as they were scouting him. You know, he had plenty of experience in the SEC. He looked good in the SEC. Fine. But the NFL is still a different level. Guys are bigger. They're they're men. <laughs> like, um, So, yeah, I, I do think it is still a concern and it showed up as still a concern. You know, he's shown flashes of being able to tackle and, and make the hard hits. But then other times he looks completely hesitant. You don't know if that's because he knows he's right. You know, not smaller, but, you know, he, he doesn't have you know, the, the strength maybe of the guys he's going up against. So he kind of shies away from it. That's what it looks like from afar. I don't know that that's truly reality, but that's how it looks. So that's, that's when it crosses my mind where it's like, Oh, is this, is this still a problem? Or like even times when he's, he's in, you know, man coverage and he gets pushed back like a good five yards. Like that's what I was going to look at. Yeah. That to me is where it shows up as much as anything, because, you know, in the run game, he's, he's made some tackles. And then you said there's sometimes he's not, getting involved as much. Um, but in it was some of those plays the other night was the separation created at the top of routes. And sometimes I'm looking at it as like, is that a push off or are they not giving him the benefit of the doubt because he's so thin that they figure maybe there's not much of a push right. there. I don't right. know, but some of them are like, you know, arms extended and you're seeing like, I don't know, but he, you know, I know there's sometimes there's hand fighting going on, so they're going to allow that. And, yeah. But is it, you know, but at the top of the routes is where I, you know, he's going to have to adjust to that. Is it, can you do that? And I'm sure there are ways you can do it. Cause there, uh, there've been other corners who are 175 pounds or small, right? They're not I mean, guys. small, yeah. you know, Fred Smoot tells me all the time. Kid, how skinny. Yeah. 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 Smoot. I mean, I covered Smoot. Smoot was a small, he got bigger, but he was a, he was not a big corner. Right. And so he survived. So I think there's some ways that you can, he just has to figure it out. And, right. you know, right. um, do you, do you worry about him? We've gotten to know him a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know him great. We know him a little bit. Worry about his confidence. He seems yes. okay. Yes, very much. I mean, he's a rookie. He's human. Last I checked. So <laughs> yes. I mean, especially with, you know, the first game against a divisional rival, it's a huge game. Second game, prime time. Everybody's watching. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you I think back. all these guys have, a healthy confidence. I think you have to, to play at this level. Um, but at some point, you know, like anybody that, that can take a hit, you know, when you go through things like this, I, you worry about it with any young player being a quarterback or a cornerback. Um, so yeah, I, I worry about it. You, you know, I'm sure there's frustration, there's anger of the whole bit. So yeah, I, yeah. I hope he, for his sake, he continues to get chances so he can work through that. And this is not sort of the mark that's left in his mind. You know? Yeah, and I'm sure he will. And that's, you know, he needs a few games to kind of get, just not have a lot of bad plays and, right. and just kind of right. build on that. Funny thing is like Danny Johnson, went from Danny Johnson does a nice job in reserve. He also got beat on a double move. The ball was just too long. And so like right. all the, all these guys are getting beat on those double moves. And I think yeah. Justin Fields talked about it after the game. He also talked about how they were playing a lot more man. And so like they feasted on that and mm-hmm. because of those double moves. And I think they play on their, you know, it, I, I do you wonder, cause, and this came up in the press conference the other day about the emphasis on turnovers. Mm-hmm. What is there? I think it's hard because sometimes in those cases there, I mean, they are being aggressive. Do you think yeah. that plays with their mind a little bit and makes them a little bit more aggressive or is that just a, we we don't know if they're emphasizing that more to us or more to them you know that's one thing and then 
you know, it's not like that hasn't been emphasized before. I mean, they're DBs. That is, that is the emphasis of their position, you know? So I, I don't, I don't necessarily believe that. I, I do. I do think that what some of the bills players were saying, or actually it was, it was, uh, it was Tevin Jenkins with the, with the bears, you know, saying you noticed that some of the rotations were sort of weak or or lazy. I do think there's some truth to that. Like if they're being, lacks with some of their technique, then, you know, they're going to, other teams are going to pick up on this um, with the rotations too. So I think that is a real thing, but as far as the turnovers, I mean, they go out there hoping to get turnovers. That is their emphasis the whole time, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes with these big plays, it's as much, where are your eyes? Cause like Kendall Fuller, again, on the double move, he's like, he just, he gets beat because of technique, not because he's, you know what I mean? Right. And, and he just made right. a, he made a, a mistake that the guy typically does not make and it, right. and it cost him. And so, right. you know, and it, it's happened, you know, Benjamin St. Juice, the little sale route in and out. And, you know, he, he thought he was coming inside. And so he's, he was aggressive, but I don't know that he's looking for turnover yeah. as much as he's trying to take a pass away. So who yeah. knows? Um, and, and I, I, you I know, think it, it's like maybe Forbes, you know, because his, his whole career is predicated right. on the pick sixes and the pass deflections he might have a tendency to always try to go for that bigger play, which is something, I mean, you see it in quarterbacks too, young quarterbacks where, yeah. you know, they're just always trying to get the big play. That may be a thing, but I don't know that that's because of how much the team has emphasized takeaways. This right. Year. I think you're right. I think that is his mindset. And so, yeah. And that's, um, has Chase Young been a bright spot or what do you think lately? What do you think? I thought he played well last game. I thought he was one of the few that right. had a right. game. I mean, he was all over the place. Um, you know, I think there have been moments where he could have been better or done a little bit more, but, you know, generally speaking, I thought he was the most effective guy on the line. By far. And it was yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Which is good to see. I mean, it shows you, I mean, that's why Chase Young is Chase Young, the things he can do up front. Um, I mean, that that group still, I mean, they they have not consistently played well together since 2020. And I still think 2020 was a bit of a an illusion of sorts because they didn't have the toughest schedule and it wasn't, you know. So I, I, I don't know why it's it's still taken this long to get that group of first rounders to really play as dominant as probably they should be, you know. And they certainly have games where they're like that and then others where – and I also think, you know, it's funny because one of the things teams do against these guys, a lot of six, six man protections mm-hmm. that Washington is just, does not do a lot of it is not part. It's not a big part of this offense. I think they have more by far entering Sunday by far more. And I know they played an extra game. So I'll be curious to see what it is after, you know, Monday morning or to this morning, but by far more five man protections than anybody else in the NFL. And so, you know, I think teams do against them and then they're counting on, <laughs> guys breaking down it seems right and they've shown that and you know and so that's been an issue and it's it's um it's just it's confounding nikki i just i i'm shocked like if you had told me the defense would start slow i'm like okay i can but what happened the other night and the last couple you know the big plays against philly outside you you don't take forbes's plays away but the rest yeah. of the group did a good job against DeAndre Swift, right? Yes. And they yes. they held, you know, you take some of those plays away, which you can't. But the point is, it wasn't as a unit. The Bears game was a complete meltdown of the entire unit, right. and that's Definitely. where it's that's where it's like, okay, going forward, 
can they, do you have confidence that they can turn it around on that side of the ball? I'd have to see a game where they really do turn it around, frankly. I mean, that's, that's concerning a game like that, you know, because I don't know where you begin really. I mean, issues in all three phases, you know, I, I, we haven't even talked about the linebackers, but my goodness, they got torched. Yeah. I, I mean, I, for the longest time, I feel like we've just kind of ignored the linebackers and hoping the other positions would compensate, but geez, but, we're but getting you know, past the second level quick. And well, the funny thing is even like, cause Jamin's actually had a decent year. He's been decent. Yeah. It's, I mean, he's been solid. Yeah. Cody Barton thinks a lot out there and, yeah. and he's going to be slow a lot of times because slow he's, he was, he's reacting slower. I think cause he's, he thinks a lot out there and thinks yeah. too much, but you know, because like you're expecting the line to be dominant and the secondary is giving up all these big plays that like the linebacker plays kind of got lost in the shuffle and, you know, and it hasn't, I mean, it hasn't been great, but like I said, Jamin has played faster this year and Cody yeah, Barton yeah. has not. And, and so yeah. like, that's where the state of the linebackers at, but the issues, like, I think you can live with that group if the front is playing consistently the way yeah. they expect to, and if the secondary is not giving up the big plays and, but you know, if you, it's, it's, it has, they need better play there, but over in general, right. In general, right. Let, let's go to the offense for a couple minutes and then wrap it up. But um, Sam Howell, five games about what yep. you thought. Or yeah. I mean, honestly, better than I thought. Um, you know, he's had some not so great moments, but I just love how he bounces back from them. You know, he's he's going to show the mistakes that probably anybody would and four games, five games in. Um, but he doesn't let that snowball week to week. Some Often he doesn't let it snowball quarter to quarter. Um, he's still able to stay in there, make those tough throws, keep his poise, which I think is you know, you don't see it on the stat sheet, but I think it's it's imperative for a young quarterback. So I still think he has a, a ton of potential. I, I honestly he's been sort of the silver lining to all of this is the defense may be imploding, but you may have found something in Sam Howell. Um, so I I mean I've been pleasantly surprised by him. You hope he continues to to grow and and just progress. What about are you the level of concern and the amount of hits? Yeah, I mean, regardless of who's at fault, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I won't see Charles Leno's input, but um, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's, yeah, I, that's a lot of hits. Um, you know, he's, he's endured it, he's withstood it and stayed in there, but like, it's only week five and he's what had almost 30 sacks, you know, not, you know, that doesn't include all the other hits that, you know, well, listen, at the end of that, he had that one run the other night, it's third and 10, and he's he's trying to truck people. Like, yeah. now, I, like, I'm, I saw, I remember at the end of that play, like, Chase Young runs down to the side to help pick him up off the ground because, like, yeah. you you see your quarterback fighting for that because he yeah. knows how important it is to try and get that first down in that situation. But it's, it's a linebacker. He, he runs with a linebacker's mentality. Yeah. And it's really, you know, it's, it's funny because it's both, admirable and then it's like oh sam oh i know it, it's a little bit of the, it's like taylor Heineke. you know that was the biggest part yeah. of that was part of his charm really was he was willing to put it all out there um and you know it's, at some point it becomes just reckless abandon um instead of aggressiveness 
And that's the line he's he's going to have to figure out. But I think part of it, too, is just having, you know, more awareness in the pocket, which I I think he'll figure out. I mean, he's he's been pretty good about learning from experience and kind of n- not making a lot of the same mistakes twice. Um, you know, that doesn't mean he won't have five sack games, but like. I think he'll figure that out. He's a smart player. Um, I still think he needs better protection up front. Well, you know, a lot of the sacks are on him, but I still think he needs better protection up front. Yeah, no, no doubt. And I, that's what I was going to say is, you know, I think he can figure it out. I think he's a smart kid. And I always kind of focus more on him because he has, he's the one between the line and Sam Howell. Yeah. Howell has the bigger, the, 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 the more room for improvement to get better. I just think that group is going to be what they are. So a lot of it hinges on how being able to adjust on the fly behind this group. And I think, you know, going forward for next year, you have to build, if let's, if they come back, if they don't come back, you have to build a stronger wall. If he's your guy, you've got to give him a little bit more because he can do some good things. If you give him a little bit more time and like, and it, it, it is a little bit extra, right? It's a little bit extra. But you got to get people who can give him that because that is like this is what he is. And, and we've heard for many years or a few years about protecting the quarterback and building that line. And it's like they did not oh, give him the, the line. line is so, yeah, they gave him this is probably the worst line they've had in during Rivera's tenure. You know, like I, I still don't understand why so many, you know, every, every day man's have a finite amount of money to spend. I get it, cap, you know, salary cap, everything, but. For so many teams, the priority is never the offensive line. They'll say it is, but it really isn't based on their actions. I mean, they'll try to go cheap with, you know, some of the talent they bring in. And there's there's a correlation between, you know, the the amount you spend and usually the amount you spend and, and the product you get. Um, and you can see that this year. I mean, and they're going to have some tough decisions they made because they gave Andrew Wiley quite a bit of money and Nick Gates – you know, he's, he's got enough money to where you're going to have to really think about like, you know, a cap hit next year, if you want to move on that type of thing. Um, so, I mean, the only other, the only one that's up for free agency is Sadiq Charles next year. So. And he's actually been fine. Right. And and yeah. you got two guys you drafted who don't look all that close to being ready for something like that. So yeah. they got some, they put themselves in a tough spot. They did. And, I, spot. and I think that's one where, and you're right, like there's some lines and a lot of times the quarterback can make the line. And like, we've seen some sure. really high level quarterback play where you save, you make the line look better, yeah. but yeah. then you need, if you have a young quarterback, the line has to help him look better and yeah. give him the little bit more time, whether it's asking too much. And yes, we, you know, we all know he needs to improve with the awareness, with a little bit more of the timing. I mean, shoot, even on the Jahan, I was watching the Jahan Dotson throw before the missed field goal, that drive right before the missed field goal. There was one where Dotson's open to this corner and he just delays on the throw. And so right. like, but that's one where like, okay, as you see it more, like we know the guy can make it and you know, he can right. usually make it a little bit quicker, but you know, that's just, that's something he can learn, right. but you got to give him, you've got to be able to protect him. And the other part is too, on some of these overloads and all that, they're getting killed on those. And I don't know why, like that is that, where is that stemming from? Like there were a couple where he just didn't see them and I'm not blaming him. I don't know who was at fault on those, but the bottom line is guys are free and nobody knows they're coming. Many times there's been a free rusher and that's a problem. Yeah. And, and teams are seeing it work. So why not keep doing it? (laughs) Chicago doesn't blitz and they blitz the hell out of them the other night. I know. I know. 
So because why, why wouldn't you after seeing no, that? It worked. I would if I'm Atlanta, if I'm the Giants, you know, wink, you know, well, you know, wink Martindale's gonna blitz about 500 times in that game. Yeah. And so, you know, but anyways, so looking, so last thing looks like an all pro cornerback. (laughs) I know. How about that? You know, going forward now, again, starting this week, what do you, is there anything you're going to look for out of this group this week in practice that to tell you anything about how they were coming back from these games? I mean, I'd like to see a little bit more urgency. I know that's kind of cliche, but you know, it, and you, there's only so much you can glean from that and how it'll translate to the field. But it did feel like over the last week, it's been kind of dull just in their demeanor. But, you know, I, it's hard to see in the 15 minutes that we get right. of practice. Um, but, you know, that, that'd be one thing. Um, you know, and I, I, I figuring out ways to clean up that defense, yeah. you know, because we're they not going to see that they, till Sunday. I know, I know. And that's, you know, they, they were good, what, four weeks ago. So, you know, they're capable of it. They got to get back to that somehow. There you go. Nikki, I appreciate your time as always. And tell people where they can check you out. At WashingtonPost.com or on X at Nikki Javala, oh. N-I-C-K-I-J-H-A-B-V-A-L-A. I was going to say, what the hell is X? I still I get confused I by that. What is that? So anyway, anyway, Nikki, always appreciate it. Check her out and check her workout and give her a read, give her a follow. Thanks a lot, Nikki. Of course. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Nikki for joining me. And thank you as always for tuning in. I'll be back on Tuesday morning, taking a look at why so many big plays allowed going to go through all the 25 yard plus plays. Just kind of give a general sense about what is the common theme here and just give you, try to give you a little bit of insight into that. Anyway, that's it. So, talk to you next time.